the distortion strategy. God created everything for his glory and so that creation can worship him. As the maker of all things, he was to be above all, not as a dictatorial lord, but as a loving father. He made provision for the creatures he had formed to enjoy themselves. They had all that they needed for a wholesome and fulfilling life. One of the beings created by God was the guardian cherub, whom we read about in the following two passages of scripture. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, This is what the sovereign Lord says, You are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You are in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you, carnelian, chrysolite and emerald, topaz, onyx and jasper, lapis lazuli, turquoise and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You are anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You are on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God and I expelled you, guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth I made a spectacle of you before kings. By your many sins and dishonest trade, you have desecrated your sanctuaries. So I made a fire come out from you, and it consumed you, and I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who are watching. All the nations who knew you are appalled at you. You have come to a horrible end and will be no more. That is Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 11 to 19. How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly, on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. But you are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pit. That is Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 to 15. The oracle in Ezekiel, though directed at the king of Tyre, is also figurative. It equally refers to Satan and his fall from heaven. Perhaps at this juncture, it is important to point out that a lot of prophecy in the Bible has dual fulfillment, one more or less immediately and the other much later. This stylistic device is referred to as compenetration, but that's a story for another day. The title Guardian Cherub and the adjectives used to describe Satan seem to suggest that he was chief in rank among the angels of God. In spite of this, though, he was not satisfied with his position and coveted the very throne of God. 
Simply speaking, he wanted to be God. He was not ready to be subordinate to anyone, including his maker. The passage of scripture from Isaiah is also figurative in sense as much as it is directed at the king of Babylon. It gives us insight into Satan's rebellion against God. The rebellion did not succeed, and the devil was evicted from his place in heaven. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 12, the Bible gives us some detail on this. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God, and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. After being ejected from heaven, Satan decided to continue his rebellion and hatred for God. His focus became the earth and mankind whom God had placed there. He was going to do all he could to destroy God's creation and lead people away from their maker and the special loving relationship they could have with him. Deception from the portion of scripture we saw from Ezekiel, it needs to be clear that Satan is not a fool. He is a very intelligent being. And this intelligence was one of the things that contributed to his conceit and rebellion. The devil is a master planner and employs both simple and sophisticated methods to lead people astray. He is targeted in his operations because, as scripture puts it, he knows that his time is short. The devil employs the tactic of deception to achieve his purposes. One of the areas where the enemy brings in deception is in the field of education. Through education, Satan tries to discredit the word of God and the very notion that there is a God. We get to hear of the theory of evolution, which tells us that the universe and all that is in it was not created by God, but rather it evolved over time to be what it is today. It is in the field of education that atheists are conceived and birthed. As people get more and more educated in our tertiary institutions of learning, they start regarding religion and faith as something for simple-minded people. Indeed, some have gone as far as calling religion the opium of the masses. Satan also uses beauty to achieve his purposes of deception. He has taken this otherwise lovely aspect of humanity and distorted it both in meaning and purpose. The definitions we have today of what beauty is have brought a lot of turmoil and heartache on earth. 
the meaning of beauty has been narrowed down to physical attractiveness. And even when it comes down to the parameters that define physical attractiveness, this has further been narrowed down to something that is not attainable for a majority of people. People have been known to starve themselves to death, mutilate their bodies, or spend themselves broke, trying to look, quote-unquote, beautiful. It is not surprising that the devil strives to corrupt the meaning and purpose of beauty. The Bible makes it clear that the devil was a beautifully created creature, something that caused his heart to become proud. The pictures that we often see of an ugly devil with a tail and holding a fork do not do justice to his looks. Pride is closely tied to Satan's distortion of the purpose of beauty among people. Because of their good looks, people are tempted to look down on others and to think of themselves more highly than they ought to. Indeed, such people forget that beauty is fleeting and that they are mere mortals, and even go to the extreme of shaking their fists at God and defying him. Pleasure. Satan uses pleasure to deceive and lead astray. The illicit pleasures of this world are used to entice and bring out the lustful nature in man. It is sexual lust that causes people to seek evil pleasure in strip clubs. It is that distorted desire for pleasure that causes someone to sleep with someone else's wife or husband. As the saying goes, forbidden water tastes the sweetest. The devil inflames people's desire for pleasure to the extent that a man has sexual relations with another man or a woman with another woman. And yes, I have no doubt you have heard of people having sex with animals, a practice known as bestiality. These unnatural relations perfectly illustrate Satan's distortion of something good, sex. The devil will not try to stop people from having sex but will try to mess it up as much as possible by making it either illicit or abnormal. I'm sure you have listened to singers with very beautiful voices who disappointed you by the content of their music. The lyrics to the song were probably immoral or utter rubbish. That is a distortion we are talking about. It has permitted the sphere of music. Some of the most artistic and creative songs ever written are embarrassing to listen to. People who have been blessed with wonderful voices do not use them to honor God. They instead use them to glorify themselves, other people, things, or even the devil himself. I'm not saying that people should only sing about God, but I am against a man going into great detail to sing about a woman's body or a woman singing about a man's money and cars. Songs have also been used to promote hatred, violence, discrimination, rebellion, and so on. The tragedy is that many are negatively influenced because music artists tend to be influential in society, especially among young people. Satan will not stop people from singing, but will channel that singing into meaningless or destructive use. Nowhere has distortion taken place more than in the television and film industry. The eyes are a major access point to the human soul, and the devil knows this. 
he is therefore maximizing on the use of this powerful medium of communication to promote his deceptive agenda. Satan has used TV and film to bring the bedroom into the sitting room. Yes, I know that sounds cliche, but that is exactly what has happened. Through some unsuitable TV programs, what should be done in the privacy and seclusion of the bedroom is being broadcast in the open, where the family gathers in the home. An increasing number of TV programs are sexually explicit and an embarrassment to watch. Many movies being shown in film theaters are equally unsanitary, if not worse than TV programs. The classification of some movies as suitable for, for adults only is evidence of their trashy content. Do not be fooled. Satan is a master deceiver. The Bible actually says that he masquerades as an angel of light. Uh, see 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. You will have to purpose to stay close to God and resist the enemy of your soul. In spite of all his intelligence and beauty, the devil cannot make you do anything that you do not allow him to. By the grace of God, you are in control.